All right, here we go with the show for April 6, 2022. A little off our schedule because we got a lot going on right now. So we'll deal with it. And I th we just replaced the focus rate, which was the audio interface on the computer because it was making a lot of noise. And hopefully, I put the DBX back in the chain. So hopefully, the sound will be a little better. I won't know until I release it. Uh, my good headphones are busted right now. The. Uh, part that latches on that holds the air thing unbusted unfortunately it's too bad though because i really like those things i gotta mail them in i use cost headphones the reason why i use cost is because they have a lifetime warranty so i just mail them in and they'll mail them back the crazy part about that is is cost is based in milwaukee and i have to mail them there even though i live like 10 minutes away 15 minutes away you can't just walk in and drop them off so i don't know i work for a large package company so maybe i should just put on my uniform and walk up there and deliver it myself and say here's your delivery i bet you they'd take it wouldn't that be stupid no oh, that'd be that'd be hilarious you know they probably would do it but i'm not gonna mess around with that that'd be kind of an abuse i think i don't know so anyway a lot going on a lot of bad weather across the country a lot of things in trucking legal wise uh, looks like the white house is getting involved in trucking it's probably going to be overkill Quite honestly, I'm not, I'm taking a neutral stance on all this stuff until everything comes out because what they say and what they do and how things turn out is not always the case. And you can't believe anything until you actually, you know, you actually see what, how it works out and plays out. That being said, YouTube channel, I got some really good stuff over there. Uh, what did we just post? Oh, a couple of car shows. If you like the car show stuff. There's the West Ellis car show I just posted. And then, of course, the World of Wheels in Milwaukee. World of Wheels moves around, I think it's like nine or ten different places. I know it's like Utah and Detroit, Utah, Utah, Utah and Detroit, and then Milwaukee, and I'm not sure where else they have it. So when you go to each one of their shows, they'll be slightly different because it's a lot of the local cars. I'm sure they have, they have some stars that travel with the show that go to each one. And then, of course, they have the local talent and you know so each that makes each show kind of unique because there's going to be you don't know what you're going to see and some of the cars you see are just just phenomenal i mean just phenomenal you know so it's that kind of thing so anyway that being said let's get on with the show so and uh, i've been off all this week so i have no excuse for being late on this but yeah you know how it is all right let's get moving on <laughs> Keeping that hammer down all across the nation Checking cities off his list Sharing stories of the road right here on his station You are listening to the Kingfish Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. All right, I'm a little behind in my news, so just bear with me. Oh, we lost her. Come on, where's the settings for the dogs? There we go. Ah, we got a little too carried away there. 
I like to see the screen. Anyway, back in, uh, let's go back about a week or two, March 21st, 2022nd, the Florida Highway Patrol says that multiple Good Samaritans stopped to come to the aid of a state trooper who was struggling to subdue a suspect along with interstate on the interstate on Friday. This is the March 18th uh, on I-4 in Tampa. Apparently, Trooper Jonathan Ruiz spotted Alexander Hernandez Delgado, 24, walking along the left shoulder of the interstate and stopped to make contact. You know, hey, what's going on? Why are you on the interstate? Yeah, that kind of thing. According to several reports, when Ruiz asked uh, Hernandez Delgado for his identification, Hernandez Delgado struck Ruiz in the face and tried to flee. Well, that's not a smart thing to do. Striking Ruiz several more times in the dash cam video footage, uh, it says that uh, you can see a truck driver appears. So basically what happened, this guy's a nut job. He hit a cop, and the cop, you know, was just totally unprovoked. The cop seemed like he was being pretty cool. And uh, a truck driver pulled over and helps to do the guy. Because the cop was on his own. I think that's uh, pretty cool. Once again, truckers saving the day. All right, let's get moving on. All right, this one happened earlier. Well, I don't know what the date is, March 21st, I guess. Anyway, here's what happened. A racing hauler was damaged over the weekend when the driver misjudged the height of the tunnel at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Yeah, the Atlanta Motor Speedway. They, apparently, they have tunnels you know, all the way around. I've never been to Atlanta Motor Speedway. So they got these tunnels going all the way around. And what these tunnels do is, you know, it's how you get in and out of the track. And there's some that are a little higher for the trucks, and there's some that are a little lower for the, you know, for the cars, of course. There's always got to be one that's, you know, <laughs> too low for a truck. So anyway, a 13 six-foot truck tried to go through an 11-foot-5 uh, tunnel, and apparently he didn't make it. Now, the hauler was reportedly carrying uh, number 33 and number 43, trucks that ran in the race when the uh, crash occurred. I guess it was a truck race. And uh, the Ruami Brothers racing team still plans to compete at the circuit. You know, the rest of the circuit. Anyway, uh, of course, they caught it on live TV and, you know, talked about it. And, you know, it's just a bad thing for these guys. But, uh, yeah, it just goes to show it could happen to anybody. But, yeah, there's pictures of the tunnel. And it clearly marked 11 foot 5. Now, 13.6 and 11.5, that's a two-foot difference. He should have saw that. Um, I don't know. My experience with a lot of these times, race trucks, I don't know about these guys, but a lot of them, they, uh, you know, they get the professional racers, and the guy driving a truck is somebody's uncle who needed a job or something like that. You know, they're not actual professional drivers. I'm not saying they're all that way. I'm just saying there's a few here and there, so yeah, maybe it has something to do with it. But if you see a sign with numbers on it and you're going into a tunnel, you know, take a few seconds, look at that, and go from there. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. You know, look at the signs and go from there because I can assure you, you're going to want to not hit the edge of the tunnel. All right, let's get moving on. Well, you know, we couldn't go too long without announcing a closure. I hate these, but what are you going to do, you know? Anyway... Family-owned trucking company to close for good, nearly 80 to be laid off. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Dozens of workers will be laid off in coming weeks. Well, it's May 31st is when they're going to happen. I'm a little late on this. So Arcadia-based Paler & Sons Trucking Incorporated will permanently close on or before May 31st, 2022, according to filings with the Department of Workforce Development. The company will begin laying off 78 workers starting on April 27th with more layoffs continuing each week until the company's facilities shutter for good. 
Oh, May 31st. I'm, I was reading that as March. I don't know what I was thinking. So they got a couple of weeks to go, or a month to go. All the workers have been notified of the impending uh, layoffs, according to filing. Paler and Sons operate 75 trucks, 200 trailers, according to the company's website. The company was founded in 1936. I hate to see these old companies go down. As John J. Paler Trucking and remained family-owned, Paler & Sons provides drive-in freight services to customers throughout the United States. Now, I live in Wisconsin, but I don't know anything about Paler. I've seen their trucks around, and uh, they always seem to be, I don't know, nothing stood out to me as being good or bad, but, you know, which means they were good. I don't know, I just hate to see a company like that. I mean, think about it. 1936 is when they were founded. That's insane that, uh, you know, they would just close. But, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say why. It doesn't say what the issues were. I imagine a lot of it's a lot of things. High price of insurance, high price of fuel, things like that. Who knows? All right, let's get moving on. All right, here's something for you. The 40th annual Shell Rotella Super Rigs is going to be in Branson, Missouri. That's June 9th, 10th, and 11th. And they're going to give out more than 25000 in cash and prizes. It's where they decide where they're going to make the calendar. Now, let me point out, last year, if you want to see the video from last year, you go to the YouTube channel, TWK, Trucking with Kingfish, and it's, it's somewhere in June. You'll see it. Shell Rotella Rigs. Uh, there's beautiful trucks. Or the people that show up there, it's like a family thing. Like, you'll see, like, multiple family members. And they're just detailing the heck out of these trucks, taking a lot of pride in their rides. And, you know, you'll see some things there that you won't see anywhere else. And, I mean, it's just a beautiful collection of vehicles competing for this event. And, you know, a lot of the same people in the circuit, but just amazing. And it's, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever, I don't think I'll ever drive a truck that nice. But uh, it would be nice. Huh? 26, 27 years driving now sleeper trucks so i still appreciate some of the bigger trucks but i don't know if i'd want to do that level of maintenance you know the cleaning it's a little too much for me but uh it was uh you know just a just a beautiful show last year I had a great time videoing it taping well actually it was a bunch of photos i put together in a short little video it's not very long so just go to twk trucking with kingfish and while you're there subscribe and leave a comment Tell me how good or bad you like it. It's a, it was a lot of fun there. If you don't like it, leave a comment. Because if I can't make it better if you don't tell me what you don't like. All right? Yeah, I was tired that day. It was a long day. I just got off work and drove there and happened to be not too far from where I work. So I got lucky. Branson? I'm not going to make this one. It's too far away. Maybe. We'll see what happens. Oh, where is it going to be at? It says it's in Branson, but does it say where? trying to think of what's uh what's there uh oh the 40th annual shell rotella super rigs will be held at 9 10 11 at branson landings at 95 acre waterfront development in branson missouri so it's not a uh you know it's not a truck stop uh they're gonna have a truck parade at uh branson landing contestant dinner truck lights competition the lights on these things are amazing and then uh, angler Jimmy Houston, Houston offering fishing tips and tricks. And then musical entertainment. doesn't say who the entertainment's going to be. That's too bad. I would have preferred, if it was at a truck stop on a 44, maybe I could catch it. You know, that would have been kind of cool. But obviously, there's no way I'm going to be able to go to this place. I just don't have time on my own run. So, all right, let's get moving on. Well, we talked about a closure. So, maybe it's good we talk about an opening. God, I hope this, come, this sound comes out good. 
It's hard to tell because I'm so used to the other headphones. Anyway, a well-established Pennsylvania trucking company is revving up its engines for a southward expansion, including a stop in Richmond. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's going on. One, two, three. Okay, yeah, that's all right. Dewey Pile, a 98-year-old freight company, uh, plans to have its new trucking and warehouse hubs in Richmond, Manassas, and Roanoke operational by mid-April with John Luciano Pile's chief operating officer of less than truckload uh, solutions. Locally, Pile will operate out of a 16,500-square-foot facility at, uh, in South Richmond. Pyle bought the property for $2 million from Bex Logistics in a deal that was recorded with the city in October. According to online property records, the facility is a roughly five-acre site and was mostly and most recently valued at $925,000. So they paid $2 million for a $925,000 facility? Guess they really wanted it, huh? I don't know. Through the company's trucks were already traveling, Virginia Highways Pyle decided to invest in Virginia facilities to strengthen its operation. In the Old Dominion, the expansion, which was announced by Governor Glenn Yonker's office and the company this month, has been several years in the making and motivated by client demand. Well, that's good. Richmond and Virginia, most specifically, have been part of our strategic initiative to expand our footprint and reach throughout the Northeast. Our customers are pushing for us to do more to support their supply chain. We are at a competitive disadvantage. And wanted to correct that by expanding into Virginia. So I'm looking at the picture. It just looks like a cross dock. You know, just a normal cross dock. I wonder if I've ever been there. It's, you know, normal cross dock. You've been, you know, basically just a flat building with a flat roof and then a dock and doors to go all the way around. And, you know, and then you can go across is what it is. The Richmond facility has 50 doors for trucks to load and unload cargo. The company expects 25 employees will work there. Hey, more jobs. It's always a good thing. It's a freight hub, which we move shipments in and out of and ultimately get uh, get delivered in the greater Virginia area. The company has spent $20 million to acquire its Virginia facilities. The Manifest facility has 30 service doors, and Roanoke facility has 16 service doors, and they will have 50 employees between them. So the hiring for Piles Virginia crew is underway, so go check it out. Through the company expects that some existing employees will move to Virginia to be part of the team. Of course, you want existing employees to move there because if they do, you know, then they, you know, then it's not like they have to relearn everything. It says here they got ten people that want to transfer to the ex existing operation up in Virginia. Well, that's good. That means, uh, you know, they'll be up and running that much faster. And Pile keeps its headquarters in Westchester, Pennsylvania. It has more than 40 trucking and warehouse facilities, uh, according to its website. Uh, now, I, I personally have had, never had any dealings with Pile, so I really don't know that much about them. So, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. It's, uh, I'm all for, uh, you know, right now with everybody going so bad and having all these issues, a little success by anybody is a good thing as far as I'm concerned. All right, let's get to moving on. Oh, here's something going to happen in Australia. Don't worry, it's not happening here. You know, I don't think we're ready for something like this that I'm about to talk to. All right, here we go. Uh, states want trucks to switch from diesel to hydrogen. That's not states here. That's Australian states. Hydrogen refueling network will be built along the nation's busiest freight route. Victoria, 
uh, Queensland, NSW, whatever that is. Oh, Northwest Territories, North, South. I don't know. Anyway, NSW. Queensland are spending $20 million to roll out the hydrogen network within four years. The initial focus is on the Hume, Pacific, and Newell highways. The project will provide partial funding for trucking companies to buy long-haul hydrogen fuel cell electric freight trucks. Now, that'll be interesting to see. The Victorian government is spending $10 million to build at least four renewable hydrogen refueling stations between Sydney and Melbourne. So, I don't know. It should be interesting. I like how they're concentrating it on, you know, they're not trying to do everything all at once or try concentrating on a few different highways. So if it's going to work, that's the way to do it. And I don't think, myself, I don't think hydrogen or electric will be the end all that it's supposed to be. But I think, you know, it might complement, you know, petrol that we have now, fossil fuels. So I don't know. I don't think one thing will replace anything. So we'll see what happens. Uh, looking forward to hearing how this goes. Hopefully we'll... uh be able to follow up on it. All right, let's get moving on. Well, I think my wife's torturing me. She's making this spaghetti sauce, and the smell is so intense that I'm just dying here because it is so good. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe how good it smells. Anyway, I just love a good spaghetti sauce. It says here FedEx Corporation said earlier this month that Fred W. Smith, the company's founder, chairman, and CEO, will become executive chairman, effective June in June. So what that means is Fred Smith is stepping down from the CEO position, and he's going to become the executive chairman. So he's going to take more of a, you know, more of a, like, I don't know exactly how that's going to work. But anyway, the CEO position, you know, chief operating officer, Will not be not be filled once all this happens, because the guy that was the seat the the chief uh, I'm screwing this up. The guy that was the chief uh, the COO, chief uh, operating officer, his name is uh, Raj Subramanian. Oh God, why do they always gotta make these names so hard to pronounce? Anyway, Raj Subramanian. He's going to be promoted to CEO. He's going to take over as the CEO position. That's what he's going to do. And then, you know, Fred Smith's going to take an overall, you know, view of the world, I guess. So, you know, step away from the day-to-day. Remember it says here, uh, oh, God, where is it? As the executive chairman, Smith, who, who turned 78 in August, will oversee key strategic decisions affecting the company as well as continuing running the board. He has served as chairman and CEO since the company's founding in 1971. He was also the president until 19, 2019 when he rank, relinquished the role to Subramanian. So he's 78 years old. He wants to step back and, you know, take on more. He's still going to run the board. He's still going to run the show. But, you know, he's going to step away from the day-to-day, it sounds like, so he can do more things. Makes sense to me. Seventy-eight, you know. I'm sure he's been running the company for over fifty years. I'm sure he's got to be tired, a little burned out. Maybe try different things. You know, maybe we'll see something interesting from FedEx. You know, now that Mister Smith has time to step back, maybe he'll, I don't know, come up with something. It'd be interesting to see. You know, that's all we need: more FedEx trucks all over the place. All right, let's get moving on. <laughs> 
Well, it looks like uh, I haven't been across this bridge myself. I don't do the cross border to Mexico. But uh, the city of Far, Far Out, Texas, that is, they call it Far Out, I guess. Anyway, Far, P-H-A-R-R, is there's a bridge there that goes into Mexico. And it's one of the, you know, a huge border crossing. The port of entry in Far, Texas, uh, second international bridge for commercial trucks. Hmm. So anyway... $150 million worth of goods uh, travels across the bridge daily between the U.S. and Mexico, and a bridge opened up in 1994, so it hasn't been around too long. And trade at the South Texas border port totaled a record $42 billion in 2021, a number that could skyrocket in the near future. The city has been working on a project to build a second commercial bridge along the existing one. So basically, they're going to expand it. It's going to double in size, apparently. So if you're in that cross or have anything to do with waiting for loads or whatever it is you do down there, I suspect this will be a good thing for you. So it's something coming up. Just keep an eye out on that one. Uh, it's going to be a while, though, before they get it up and going. But the fact that they're thinking about it says something, right? Hey, trade. It would keep the world going, right? All right, let's get moving on. No, here's more great news, right? Always with the good news. So anyway, looks like an Indiana-based trucking company recently filed Chapter 11 more than a month after the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, it's just easier, to, I should just say FMCSA, it's a lot easier, ordered the carrier to suspend, interstate, to suspend interstate operations after receiving an unsatisfactory rating. So they got an unsatisfactory rating and they said, oops, that's it, we're out of here. So JCB Trucking Enterprises, headquartered in Lafayette, Indiana, filed its petition to the U.S. Supreme Court for the Northern District of Indiana, March 18th, and it's filing JCB Trucking Enterprise. Listed its assets is up to $50,000, and its liabilities is between $1 million and $10 million. Wow, that's a, that's a pretty big difference there, isn't it? Assets of $50,000? Depths of $1 million to $2 million, $10 million? Anyway, the trucking company states that it is up to 49 creditors and maintains that funds will be available for distribution to unsecured creditors once it pays administrative fees. Its affiliate company, JKM Storage and Rentals, also headquartered in Lafayette, filed for bankruptcy on the same day. Priority creditors include uh, Michael Bloom, Jacob C. Bloom, owed $4,500 apiece for March wages. I think, yeah, wages should go first. Christian Bloom owed $2,400. Uh, wow, it's all the same people, huh? Are all listed as working at the trucking company's headquarters in Lafayette. Hmm, wonder if they, the people who run the place. Company, oh, here we go. Company owner Michael Bloom did not respond to Freightways' request seeking payments. So so the, the biggest creditors, people want to get paid first. Or the the family, they want to get, they want to get paid out, and then they want to screw everybody else probably. Uh, among the largest unsecured creditors is Lower uh, Great Lakes Kenworth, a truck parts and service facility headquartered in South Bend, Indiana, owed nearly 198000 MK Truck Leasing owed more than 188000 and uh, Heritage Interactive Services of Indianapolis owed more than ninety seven. JCB Trucking Enterprises disputes all three creditors' claims. And it's bankruptcy peti uh, petition. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, all of them are lying. The trucking company also lists the U.S. Department of Transportation as a non-priority creditor 
but for potential fines from audit, but no amount was listed. I guess they got a history of safety violations and uh, dry. Oh, wow, there's a lot of 16 out of service rate. Average. Oh, they had a 16% out of service rate when they get inspected versus the national average, which is 5.8%. Well, that could, you know, who knows? That could be anything. You know, that's, uh, I don't know. You never know with that kind of stuff. You know, all you need is one bad day or, you know, something bad, and they can write up a thousand things. So I don't know. I'm not going to judge on that, but I don't know. Good luck. Uh, moving on. All right, this one's going to be a long one, so bear with me. <clears throat> I'm going to try to go through it fast. The top 25 less than truckload that's LTL carriers for 2021 revenues is FedEx Freight, number one. It I'm not even going to give the money. It'll take too long. FedEx Freight, number two, Old Dominion Freight, number three, Yellow Corporation, number four, XPO Logistics, number five, Estes Express Lines, number six, TFI International, the U.S. only, Number seven, ABF Freight Systems. Would have thought they were higher. Eight, RNL Carriers. Nine, Saya Motor Freight. Ten, Southeastern Freight Lines. Number 11, Avert Express. Number 12, Central Transport. Number 13, Dayton Freight Lines. Moving on up there, buddies. Uh, 14, Forward Air. 15, Pitt, Ohio. 16, uh, AAA Cooper Transportation. 17, A. Dewey Pile. 18, Roadrunner Transportation. 19, Daylight Transport. 20, Oak Harbor Freight Lines. 21, Central Freight Lines. 22, Ward Trucking Corporation. 23, Midwest Motor Express. 24, Magnum LTL. Number 25, Dependable Freight Express. So that's your twenty top 25 LTL carriers as per revenue. Now the top 25 truckload carriers, I'm not saying these are the best, I'm just saying that these are the ones that made the most money in 2021. All right, for the truckload carriers, it's going to be, wow, you know, it's, reading these off is exhausting. All right, number one is, uh, unbelievably, Ninth Swift Transportation, not a big fan. Number two, J.B. Hunt Transport. Number three, Landstar Systems. Number five, Prime. Number, oh no, sorry, four was Prime. Five is Schneider National. I think they used to be one at one point. Anyway, six is Warner Enterprises. Seven is Penske Logistics. Eight is CRST. That's a shocker. It just, it just blows me away. Anyway, number nine is U.S. Express. Number 10 is Rider Dedicated Solutions. 11 is Creek Carrier Corporation. Remember, this is the truckload. Number 12 is Dayeski. D-A-S-E-K-E. I never heard of them before. Uh, 13 is PS Logistics, 14 is Western Express, 15 is Ruan Transportation, 16 is CR England, 17 is TFI International, 18 is NFI Industries, 19 is Martin Transport, 20 is Stevens Transport, 21 is Anderson Trucking, 22 is Cardinal Logistics, 23 is Covenant Transportation, hmm. 24 is Heartland Express, 25 is Mercer Transportation. So that's your top 25 trucking companies, you know, truckload companies. And if you want to hear it again, just hit rewind. Um, that's for that's from logistics management. I'm sure it changes. It Don't worry, it'll be a different list next year. Everybody loves to have lists. And, well, I guess they do because people like me like to read them off, apparently. All right, let's get moving on. Okay, this is kind of a big deal. Uh, 
the CVSA has announced that the theme of the 2022 International Road Check Inspection will focus on wheel-ins and encourages truckers across North America to inspect and repair wheel systems prior to the 72-hour blitz that begins May 17, 2022. So the blitz is going to be, you know, since 72 hours, the 17th, 18th, and 19th of May. Now, they can check you for other things, you know, like logbooks and whatever they feel like facing you. You know, or you know, checking you out for that's not, you know, it doesn't. They're not limited to this one thing, but this year, it's going to be wheels and wheel components. So let's see, what does it say? Uh, road check inspections will focus on wheel ends and encourages truckers across North America to inspect and repair wheel systems prior to the May seventeenth. Okay, so what they're looking at is that according to the CFSA, about one quarter of vehicle out of state out of service violations during the past road inspections were to do wheel components. So here's what inspectors are saying check for. May 17th, okay, you should be doing this anyway. Check for cracks or unseated lock rings, studs or clamps. Check for bent, cracked or broken rims on the inside and outside wheel rims. Check for loose, broken, missing or damaged wheel fasteners and elongated stud holes. Check spoke wheels for cracks across spokes and in the web area or slippage in the clamp areas. Check the wheel or check the hub for lubricant leaks, missing caps or plugs. Check the inner wheel seal for leaks. Check the tire and valve system for leaks. Check for proper inflation cuts and bulges on all tires, including the inside tire and all dual on all dual sets. Check for regrooved tires on steering axle. Yeah, it's a big deal, man. If you're, you know, you got issues with your steer tire, it's a you know, you don't want that. That's bad news. Check tread wear and measure uh, major tread groove depth. Inspect the sidewall for improper repairs such as tire plugs. No tire plugs in the sidewalls. Check for exposed fabric or cord. Yeah, you can see little metal fi fibers on there sometimes. If it gets really bad, you don't see that too often. But it can happen. Uh, do you, you run over a deer, tear up your tires, put holes in them, things like that. Check for tire contact with any part of the vehicle. Check for markings on the tire that could include or exclude its use on a steering axle. Now, check for debris between the tires. You know, some get stuck in there, rock, whatever. Check for tires touching one another or any part of the vehicle. All right. Truck parts or repairs. So just go through, check everything, basically. That's what they're going to concentrate on. Uh, my suggestion is also, you know, keep your dash clean. Keep all the crap off your dash. They're less likely to pull you in. Make sure your stuff looks good. Also, your lights. The lights are an easy hit. Make sure your lights are up to up to speed. So, you know, even though they're looking at your wheels, they're going to be down there looking at your brakes. You know they are. So basically brakes, lights, and tires are what you want to concentrate on and your paperwork for the truck and yourself. But the wheel ends is what they're, the, the theme for this year is. Now, when I say, you know, brakes, lights, and tires, remember BLT. Brakes, lights, and tires. As long as you remember that, keep your truck clean, keep all the crap off your dash. You'll have no problems, all right? That's all I got to say about that. All right, this is a big deal. Who knows if it'll go anywhere, but on Friday, lawmakers, this is last Friday, on Friday, lawmakers introduced a bipartisan bill that would create a tax credit April 3rd for truck drivers as a way to attract and retain more drivers in the industry. The Strengthening Supply Chains Through Truck Driver Incentives Act, why do they get a name shit like this, was introduced April 1st, oh, April 1st, by Republican Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin, and Abigail Spanberger of 
Virginia. Now it's a bipartisan bill. Gallagher's Republican. Abigail Spanberger is a Democrat, so hopefully this, it'll get pushed through because they won't fight it over each other. So apparently, according to the news release, uh, the strengthening supply chains through Truck Bill Incentives Act would create a new refundable tax credit of up to 7500 for truck drivers holding a valid Class A CDL who drive at least 1,900 hours in a year. This tax credit would last for two years, 22-23. It would also recreate a new refundable tax credit up to $10,000 for new truck drivers or individuals enrolled in a registered trucking apprenticeship program. This tax credit would also last for two years. So it's like your phone bill or the cable. If you're an existing customer and you've been doing this for a long time and you've been paying it, you know, you're sacrificing for it, you'll get the lesser amount. But if you're a new person coming in, they'll give you 10, they'll give you 2,500 more. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. You know, compensate the guys that are busting their ass already doing this shit, you know, that just makes no sense. Anyway, whatever. Uh, allow new truck drivers to be eligible for the credit if they did not drive a commercial vehicle in a previous year or drive for at least 1,400 hours in the current year. This may receive a proportion of the credit if they drive less than 1,420 hours in a year, but drove at least 40 hours a week the punt starting to drive. So basically, there's a lot going on. Who knows? It's got to go out. It hasn't been voted on. Uh I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it. All right. There's a few artists. When you think of trucking music, you think of Dave Dudley, uh, Red Sovine, you know, in the early 60s. And then when you get to the 70s, there's one man who stands out, and that's William Dale Fries Jr., who was born in 1928 in November, passed away April 1st, 2022. Now, Mr. Fries is best known as by his stage name, C.W. McCall. He was an insurance executive, and he wrote a song. It was supposed to be, I guess it was supposed to be ad copy when he was working for an advertising agency. Did I say insurance? I meant advertising agency. Anyway, he wrote, you know, he wrote Convoy, which, uh, you know, which is just an amazing song. So, I don't know. Then he was married to his wife for 70 years until his death, which is amazing. So, he's had a pretty good life. You know, in Convoy, when you think of trucking in the 70s, you definitely think of C.W. McCall and the song Convoy. So, I wish I could play the song, but it's copyright protected. And, you know, but you can go, you know, just go to YouTube and look up C.W. McCall or look up Convoy. It'll pop right out. Yeah, he, uh, I don't know. It's a perfect truck driving song. And if you're doing the California to Chicago run and you're doing uh, 40, 44, you know, it's, that's the song, man. It's the route. You know, it's kind of fun to, to listen to that song as you're running that route, especially when you're on the way home. You know, you just want to blow past the scales or whatever. But yeah, Mr. Fries, you know, or C.W. McCullough, I should just say, because nobody knows his real name. He, uh, yeah, you know, just stands out in the industry. You know, just just really truly stands out. And that song was just hit at just the right time. It was just the perfect. You know, it just hit the vibe just perfectly, and it was just everywhere. It was number one. You know, so that's just amazing. But like I said, you know, C.W. McCall, Dave Dudley, 
uh, you know, Red Sovine, those are all, you know, I'm sure there's quite a few more, but those are the ones I can think of off my hand that just scream, you know, trucking. So anyway, rest in peace, Mr. McCall. I love your song. You know, I love your song. I love your stuff. So it's a lot of fun to listen to. All right. Rest in peace, sir. Anyway, that's all I got for this week. Not too much else going on. You know, uh, we just, uh, just windy, bad weather. Watch out. Uh, if you're caught up in any of the bad weather across the country, just be careful. You know, just uh, watch yourself. Stay out of trouble. Don't, you know, just remember, just got to get home. That's all you got to do. Get over for tow trucks. Get over for fire trucks, cops, whatever. Also, if you're in the truck all the time, check out that Hot Logic stove. There's uh, notes. There's a link in the show notes. Looks like somebody bought one or two. Uh, I get a slight kickback whenever anybody does. So if anybody, uh, whoever bought one, uh, send me a message. Let me know what you think. Tell me how you like it or not. All right. That's all I got for today. Peace out. Stay out of trouble. And uh, I'll see you soon. <laughs>